Welcome to Innovation Remix Forum, Work Reimagined, a podcast for business leaders where we discuss insights and ideas about how you can reboot your workplace in the new normal. I'm your host, Group Vice President of ICT Practice at IDC Asia Pacific, Sandra Ng. One of the most vital aspects of running any business has always been how you manage your team. And all the more so during these trying times as organizations look to come out from this pandemic stronger and better equipped to meet future challenges. And that is why in this episode, we're excited to be speaking to Chandana Shukla, Vice President of Recruitment Process Outsourcing at Conferry Asia Pacific, as she sheds more light on these issues. Chandana is a well-rounded HR professional bringing over 17 years of experience gained through talent acquisition, business partnering, employee relations, and HR transformation. Her career spans multiple industry verticals and functions, including banking, pharmaceuticals, healthcare, and industrials. And we hope that you find her insights valuable to your own organization. So without further ado, let's move on to our conversation with Chandana Shukla. Hi, Chandana. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure and I look forward to the conversation. The first thing I would like to discuss is on the topic of future of work. When we talk about future of work, we typically mention how it represents a fundamental shift in the work model and how it tends to be a holistic, integrated approach that encompasses the three interrelated and interconnected pillars of your working culture, your workforce, and your workspace. However, in the new normal, there are multiple challenges that present itself in the workplace, chief amongst which are the need to adopt work-from-home arrangements for almost every role, the continued presence of talent limitation despite rising unemployment rates as new tasks and job requirements emerge, and how employees will no longer tolerate the misadapted security, privacy, and trust of the employers in this increasingly digitalized age. My question to you then is that given the role that Conferry plays in the marketplace, what are some of the upcoming changes that HR executives and business leaders should expect as far as talent acquisition is concerned? And what steps can they take to be prepared for these changes? Fantastic. That's a great question to start with. After a drastic slowdown during the first half of 2020, organizations are now returning to recruitment, albeit with a very cautious lens and scrutiny. That said, there are a number of changes we all are seeing and need to embrace as these evolve further. First, organizations are using the pandemic pause as an opportunity to reassess talent requirements. In that, they're looking at upskilling and reskilling internal capability, training for skill gaps, and then establishing a very informed view on what futuristic needs might be. Next, recruitment inevitably is moving towards a more digitalized proposition. Over the last few months, if I think across the stakeholder groups that we support, employers are across Asia-Pacific moving towards cutting-edge technology solutions, that help them continue with their talent acquisition activities. These solutions are underpinned by the strength of online ecosystem that eliminate locational restraints, empower the organizations to then seamlessly conduct talent acquisition. This is seen right across the spectrum of recruitment, whether you're talking about job analysis and evaluation, to candidate engagement, 
to then assessing and then bringing them on board. Data analytics and technology is really seen touching each of these. Now, if we might want to now think about what to consider, I'd really share a few different perspectives here. First of all, hire right. As cliched as this sounds, this isn't just about hiring the right skills, but to hire in the right shape, which is utilizing data and analytics to create and evaluate scenarios for your future organization. The right size, which then gives you the ability to flex up or down to respond to any kind of disruption. So really moving your mindset away from the traditional office space to remote working, which could be geographically dispersed. The next thing to really think about is how do you really achieve the productivity gains? The reality of today is to deliver more with less. This makes augmenting workforce with automation even more relevant than it ever was. This could be in the form of chatbots, digitalized and gamification, assessments, sophisticated CRMs with AI capability. Last but certainly, I'd say not the least, something to consider is how do you really engage and attract? As organizations apply a variety of cost levers and work towards optimizing operational efficiency with a leaner workforce, employee engagement, whether you look at it from an internal lens or the prospective external audience, has become an even greater focus for companies. When I say that, think about linking the future focus and vision proposition to key engagement themes like stable workforce and work experience, inclusion, cohesion, employee contribution and purpose, using a more personalized approach to fostering culture and enabling change in this new normal. The reality is the decision of how, where and when an employee works most effectively is now being discussed more flexibly, really focusing on the outcomes versus the hours. Moving on, I would like to touch on the theme of talent as a competitive advantage. As we know, the onset of the global COVID-19 pandemic has forced organizations to very rapidly adapt to new ways of working. CEOs are regularly updating company policies and shoring up infrastructure to support remote working arrangements. And this change has required an enormous technical transformation, ranging from new work-from-home technologies to radically change workspaces when we do return to the workplace. Moreover, These sudden shifts have also emphasized the need for empathetic leadership that acknowledges and shapes the human factors that drive team cohesion, innovation, resilience, and adaptability. My question to you is, while it may seem obvious that people should be at the core of any business, very few leaders actually put this into practice. In your opinion, why should people be at the core of any business And what are some of the best practices that organizations can adopt to truly thrive in the new normal? Well, if you think about it conceptually, for any business, be it brick and mortar, digital, old economy, new economy, any way you cut it, the engine that drives any business is its people. The core source of value being created in any organization is its people. Although it may seem sensible to focus on the payroll burden when revenues take a hit, this may, on reflection, seem like a short-term reaction which leaves your organization vulnerable. Whether the recovery is U-shaped or V-shaped, you will need good people to drive the future of the organization. When thinking about the best practices, a few considerations, again, both in terms of internal equity, as well as your prospective external audience uh, that I'd like to talk about. First of all, develop, retain and recruit effectively. 
jobs and structures will continually respond to the new normal at every level. Organizations need people who can create new opportunities, think out of the box. Coaching your teams on delivering and leading through crisis and providing the right tool is a key requisite today. Developing retention plans for key talent is even more critical as we work towards recovery. Then as you inform your decision on talent needs, assessing for fitment, potential and agility aligned to evolving operating and strategy models is critical. This could also be an opportunity to make changes that may not have been possible before. People who can drive innovation, who are adaptive leaders and can communicate effectively. Those are the people you need if your organization is to survive and thrive in the time of crisis. The third thing, again, uh, which I think is a key imperative for most organizations is really uh, purpose over process, right? So purpose-driven leadership will be more important than ever in 2020 and as it goes beyond. As leaders aim to create agile and adaptable cultures, shared purposes become the unifier. Successful leaders must relinquish control of process, instead empowering their people and relying on a shared purpose to guide their decision-making. On a related note, I would also like to discuss the idea of the augmented worker. Automation has extended our definition of employees to include digital co-workers, software applications designed to automate and augment the work done by humans. With this comes shifting current roles and responsibilities for both full-time and part-time human workers to higher-level critical business responsibilities. This also extends to the rise of the augmented worker as humans work alongside machines and technologies to deliver more work and more value to the organizations, thereby putting increasing pressure on HR to recruit and develop talent with strong technical, critical reasoning, communications, collaboration, and creative skills. In your view, what does the rise of the augmented worker mean to future skill sets and employee engagement models? When looking at this from a talent acquisition lens, my view really is that when talking about automation, the biggest thing one needs to consider is how we make automation work effectively. Simply rolling out a suite of AI tools won't ensure success. In fact, it's likely to do just the opposite, unless the human factor is carefully considered. While this is in part about the selection of tools, it's also about ensuring that recruiters are appropriately trained in the use of tools and empowered to use them to draw out the strategic and tactical insights that will truly elevate the selection process. In markets across Asia-Pacific, as they begin to open, employers looking to recruit new people are likely to face high volume of applications from a population that's stressed both personally and financially by the pandemic. In these circumstances, it's more important than ever that candidates feel respected and cared for during the recruitment process. There's a big opportunity here for organizations to bring the candidate experience to the forefront, and this is enabled via targeted use of technology. While automation and technology offer micro-benefits for each individual, they also offer macro-benefits for the organization. More and better integrated technology means more agility for the organization to scale their recruitment processes up and down. While this was once a nice-to-have, the pandemic has revealed that it's a necessity now, not just to deal with coronavirus, but whatever the next challenge is that comes along. 
well-designed and deployed technology can also help reduce conscious and unconscious bias in recruiting processes. Through stripping out demographic characteristics, in the early stages, technology can help ensure that organizations are assessing the widest pool of talent available. Automation solutions today are liberating talent acquisition professionals from the heavy volume of repetitive sourcing work that enables organization to achieve a new source of value add. These employees can focus on providing hiring managers with valuable insights into the talent market, talent supply, pay trends, and even more. Both these micro and macro benefits build on the increasing focus accelerated by the pandemic on connecting with individuals inside and outside of the organization and ensuring their well-being. Finally, to sum it all up, what do you think this new world will look like? And what do organizations need to do to be able to compete effectively? Uh, well, thinking of the new world, we see a few things evolving. First, the content and mode of work is changing with more technology intervention. Second, organizations are looking for people to work in different ways, different competencies like agility, quick decision-making, remote collaboration. Third, people want the way they work to be different, right from looking at condensed hours, flexible hours, working remotely, etc. As we find ourselves amidst the digital disruption and at the intersection of morphing industrial sectors with interlinked geographies, all appended by the ongoing pandemic, we face an increasingly complex world of business realities. In the middle of such chaotic complexity, the question is not, how do we maintain stability? The question is, rather, how do we create and sustain organizational speed and agility? The source of stability has to be the inherent ability to change, to adapt, to pivot, and to do so with ever-increasing rates of speed and agility. Clichéd yet true, change is the only constant. To create a competitive advantage as leaders, we really need to harness the power of purpose, build in agility, transform the digital capabilities within, develop a new leadership mindset, and last but not the least, embed the cultural change beyond the crisis. Thank you so much for coming on today, Chandana. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks, Sandra. It was a pleasure to join you today. And with that, we have come to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and many thanks again to Chandana Shukla, Vice President of Recruitment, Process Outsourcing and Conferry Asia Pacific for sharing her thoughts and expertise on the matter. This podcast was produced in line with the upcoming Innovation Remix Forum 2020 online event presented by Fuji Xerox. Links will be in the episode description. Once again, I'm your host, Sandra Ng. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you soon.